Oh, so we were. Uh... How's it going, Raul? You know, life is pretty good, bro. How are you? Good. It has been months since we've been on the air together. Uh, we've both been really, really, really busy. Extreme. But uh, let's tell everybody what's been going on with you, because I—that's to me. That's—I mean, all I have is work stuff. You, I want to. <laughs> your whole life has changed dramatically. It has. Um, so let's see. We built a house. Well, we started building a house in August of last year. Um, so you finally moved in. Finally moved in. We moved in in June. So. We were moving around a little bit, which was, which was uh, getting in the way of our recording, right? So that happened in right. March. March. But it's understandable, though. absolutely understandable. Yeah. So March, we were actually my my job. Um, I'm in hospitality, so you know, they put us up in a nice place to to live in until our house was done, but we didn't have any Wi-Fi, so we couldn't record. Um, then you know. Right. Obviously, I got engaged a couple of years ago, and uh, it was time to uh, make Gabby an honest woman. So, you know, the house was done in June. <laughs> <laughs> the house was done in June. We moved into into the house in June, uh, June thirteenth to be exact. And then, in exactly not even thirty days later, got married here in Arizona. Yeah, you, that was the twelfth. You got married, right? The tenth. The tenth. Yeah, just under a month. Got married on the tenth. Uh, had all my favorite people in town. It was it was wonderful seeing everyone that I love in the same room and enjoying each other. That was my favorite part of the entire thing. I loved your wedding. I loved everybody that was there. It was really really a lot of fun, and there was I I got to meet some really interesting people and yes. some really beautiful humans. Yeah, uh, I was very happy. I was very happy for you. I am so over the moon excited. I mean. You know how I feel about the way Gabby loves you, so I yeah. just it, it's so good. I'm so happy. And and I feel like I'm the luckiest man in the world. She's she's an amazing person. Um she cares for me, she cares for my children. Um we look after each other. Her parents have basically adopted me, you know, I'm so far yeah. away from my family. So yeah. it it feels like family and it feels like home, right? And when you find that you hold on to it. Absolutely. With everything you got. That's awesome. So I love, I, I just, I don't want people thinking that we've just been kind of off screwing off or we forgot. Uh, we've, you know, life is sometimes going to get in the way. Yeah. And I think your life got in the way in a good way. All I've been up to is just, I've been studying, 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 started a new job. And, you know, even my new job has me taking classes after classes. So it's, you know, but you know me, I'm not the kind of guy yeah. who likes to live for my work. And I have kind of been in that rut for the last three months, but that is over. Yeah. So now I can get back to my life. It just, it was a necessary evil for the last couple of months. Yeah. And but man, know, it's and, just, and, you know, you and I, yeah, but you and I, we talked a lot over the course of all of this stuff. Yes. And, um, one of the things we talked about was what we wanted to do with our podcast, because we could very easily slip into week after week after week after week talking about all the horrible things that are happening in our country, all of the racist things that are happening in our country. And we don't want to shy away from that, but we don't want to make it just about that. We want to make it a celebration because yes, there are horror. There isn't a week that goes by that we can't find some Karen pulling a, I'm calling the cops on some 
poor black person who's just trying to eat or walk their dog or be alive. Right. Uh, we, we could go every week and find a cop who's haranguing, harassing, and hurting any number of people of color. Um, you know, pick whatever week and whoever is, is the flavor of the week, you know, whether it's Asians or Sikhs or whomever, there's always going to be somebody who's going to be single out. And we are not going to shy away from it. But one of the things that we talked about was we really want to get into the – we would really like to celebrate all of those different people and those different types, you know, um, and, and because that is what makes – in my – that's what makes America great. Agreed. And there's so many great things that black and brown and Asian and, and all types of people are doing together and yeah. separate, right? And we yeah. want to celebrate those things and highlight them. And, and make sure that the rest of the country sees what what we what we can do and what we're worthy of, and and how we're contributing to this country, right? Exactly. And so I think that's what we're going to be focusing on going forward. Again, don't don't get me wrong. You, we're going to call, you know, we're going to call out uh, the 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 shit that we see happening. Uh, we just don't want to focus on just that. Exactly. Uh, in a way, it kind of it kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, you you really you can get kind of bogged down in the quagmire and think that it's never going to get better yeah and then you end up in a dark place and that's all you think about and we right. we want to stray away from that right so i am um i'm looking forward to the next several weeks but we have guests lined up we have we have exciting i, I thought a really wonderful interview today with an author who wrote a book about nine not nine eleven, but about nine twelve, uh, and the way we were all just so unified the day after uh, and kind of how we can get back to being unified like that, where we went from being a me first to a we first and it was beautiful and it was touching. Uh, so that, that's the kind of thing I think we want to bring to the show. Right? Exactly. Exactly. We want to, we want to highlight the people that are, that are trying to make this country better by bringing people together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, I think we got everybody caught up on what we've been, uh, kind of been up to lately. Um, I know we have had a couple of people who have asked when you guys can do it again, when you guys going to do it again. I do have to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. <laughs> One of my favorite things about your wedding was how many people were like, Oh, you're Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. My family loves you. <laughs> your family was so I just, I wanted to squeeze all of them, but I'm like, they, I don't know if they're huggers. I don't know, whatever. I don't want to, whatever. Yeah, we're yeah, huggers. I'm going right? to tell you something straight up. My wife and I both, we were at the next table over from your mom, and we were both like, holy shit. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Thanks. Like, your mother is beautiful. Thanks. I'm I used like, to, I used to uh, in high school, that was a problem for me. So, like, I bet. <laughs> I guys, bet. Guys would be like, oh, man, your sister's hot. I'm like, my sister's eight. They're like, no, the, the older one. They're like, no, the older one. It's like, that's my mom, bro. Yep. Dude, I, I had a similar problem. It was, I remember I was 11 or 12. No, I was 10. 10 or 11 in a 7-Eleven. And I'm like at the sodas or whatever. And my mom's over getting, I don't know, cigarettes or whatever she's getting. And these two teenage boys come in. And one's like, Dude, straight up walks over to my mom, asks him, asks her to the prom. <laughs> and she's like, oh, mijo, mijo, I'm a grown ass woman. 
<laughs> That's so amazing. yeah, I feel your pain. But yeah, dude, your mom was, but your whole family, they were all beautiful. And they're, what I love was all the kids that were dapper. Yes. I mean, there was, there was like three or four little kids that were just dressed to the nine. And yes. I'm like, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Because when I was cute and little, I used to get dressed up like that. Yep. And then I got fat and old and I forgot <laughs> how to dress like that. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, we were lucky. Our, uh, our grandmother, whenever we left the house, we had to, we had to look presentable. So we passed it down to the kids, you know. Pass it down to the kids. Yeah, it was your, this this year has been great. Warm and beautiful. Thank you, I appreciate that. And so is yours, because your family was there too, right? <laughs> yeah, people don't realize that. I and that's I think that was kind of so for for those who don't know, my baby brother is Rawl's best friend. Correct. And he was in the wedding, and uh, he was there. And he, I think he kind of felt like he was like a forgotten stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> Never. He's at, he was actually my best man. So Right. <laughs> You're ready. <Yeah. laughs> and so when, when 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 I would be with Ricky and he would introduce me to people, oh you were ready. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. <laughs> I love that kid. I yeah. really love that kid. That's that's my dog, man. That's my boy. It was yeah, it was just good seeing everyone in the same space and, and seeing you and Ricky together in the same space because whenever I deal I have with, not hung out with them. Yeah. It's always just me and Ricky or it's just me and Rudy. It's never the three of us. Right. So right. It was great. We're gonna have to drag his white ass onto this show. I cannot wait to do that. You know, I wanna do those when we do that. I wanna do that and record video. Yes. Um because I want people to see that I have a white brother and <laughs> and then they can be like, Oh, wait. So was he adopted? No. Nope. Oh, he's your half brother. I'm like, bitch, show me which half of him is not my brother. Right. Exactly. I just want to say it's good talking to you. Good seeing you. you it's too, good man. doing this again. I, and I'm excited. I am too. I really am. So we have an interview. Yes. So let's get to it. Um, you showed up a little late to it because uh, you were having uh, Bill Gates issues. Yes. Uh, let's get that interview going and uh, I'll see you again next week. Yeah, you will. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Thanks for joining us, guys. I really appreciate that. Thanks um, for having us. I'm going to let you guys do most of the talking because I'm really curious. I, I want to know how you guys even... Like, how did you guys decide to turn this into a book i know it was a poem uh and then you just went ahead and, and turned it into this book so how did that whole process happen i think that's uh, a kramer question to start <laughs> well, um so yes it, it was a poem uh, i wrote it um back in 2016 uh and had been sitting on it for quite a while and um you know, the more people I let read it, they, oh man, this should be a book. This should be a book. And oh, I might seem a little, uh, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly, but I'm terrified to put myself out there. Um, I'm, I'm on the in, same page with that. In person, I'm very just, I'm a big loud guy and, and yeah. love people and, and whatnot, but putting myself out there, art, creativity, stuff like that. No joke, I'm terrified. So 
I sat on this thing for a long time and um, actually uh, a, a few people that mean a lot to me, one of them being you, Rudy, um, I allowed to read it uh, when you came up to my house uh, during the shutdown. We had breakfast and um, I really trust your judgment. <laughs> I really, well, thank you. when you say something's good, I know that's uh, may, may not be the norm. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to music and literature and things like that, um, I have a lot of respect for your thoughts on it. And um, you had mentioned something that like you you should do something with this. This could help yeah. a lot of people. And it was kind of at that point when I was like, you know what? Um, maybe I'm being selfish if I don't put this out there. If it can help even one person, then let's do it. So um, I had reached out to a couple artist friends and talk to them and they were uh, they were very receptive and they had some ideas that, of what they wanted to do with it. And um, then Punk Rock Saves Lives came about and we launched that and uh, we've done a slew of good. And um, one of the awesome things that came out of it was this book called Punk Rover Saves Lives. And there was this artist, C. Fulsty, that had come out with a myriad of books at the time. Um, and I lo absolutely loved what he had done with that. And when you, had you met him at that point yet, never once, <laughs> never once. Uh, we, we actually still have not met. Not in person, this is, yeah. we've, we've talked on the phone and we've messaged back and <laughs> forth. Um, and we live two time zones apart. So, right. uh, but yeah, we, uh, we, the second we started talking, well, uh, Rob from Punk Rock Saves Lives had put us in touch with one another. And we reached out and um, and I, I sent the poem to him and I mean, he can take it from there with what he thought of it. <laughs> All right, your, your um, turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, kind of what he said uh, started with Rob. And yeah, I just remember Rob, I think he messaged me on Facebook or texted me or whatever and said, hey, I have this friend who has a book that he really wants to get into a book, but he doesn't kind of quite know how to turn it into a book. He needs an illustrator, um, kind of stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, well, every book I've illustrated, I've written. I was like, this will be a little weird because I've never illustrated a book I didn't write. Um, so yeah, so I told Rob, I was like, I mean, it'll be my first time doing that. So if this guy's okay with it, like I'm, I'm ready to jump in. And so Rob connected us and yeah, I, I read the story. He sent it over to me and I read it and I was like, like it just, it had a lot of, a lot of feeling to it. Like the one thing I don't like is from what I've like kind of researching other children's books, I never liked when it's like someone throws out some cheesy idea really goofy really just <laughs> you can tell they're just they're trying to throw something out trying to make 10 bucks um I could tell that this had just a lot of a lot of feeling and so that kind of got me into it but it was also kind of the same feeling I've been trying to do with a lot of books of like trying to help people trying to someone that feels alone or feels kind of like they're just fighting something um kind of trying to get that to connect with them to like to just get a more of a united feeling and that's what this book seemed like was just the writing just seemed very united and we need to like it doesn't matter what you look like who you are whatever like just do stuff together and so it kind of got me a little inspired so I was like well like 
I'll try this if we start, if we go. And all of a sudden I illustrate three pictures and he's like, no, I don't like it, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I was like, like, let's, let's see how it goes. And so I've realized like with each page I illustrated, I kind of got more into it. So it just kind of grew and grew yeah. and I did it. And then I was like, well, I hope he likes these. And then I sent him over to Kramer and he said that he thought I connected with the written part of it. He, he nailed I think it. So. He, uh, it, it was, it was funny because we were going, talking back and forth. Hi, Roll. <laughs> Hi, Roll. Wanted to see, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't want to interrupt, but yeah. Welcome back or welcome to the show, Roll. <laughs> hey, sorry. Hey, guys. My, uh, I was having some technical difficulties over here. That's all right. We're just glad you joined us. Yeah, me too. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, first of all, uh, the book is amazing. I, I, I read through it yesterday. I mean, it's, it's a quick read, but the message is, is clear and it, it's awesome. Um, it brought up some, some memories of, of that time, right? After, after the tragedy happened and the unity we felt. And, and I appreciate you, you doing that. It, it was, it's awesome. Thank you. It was, um, Thanks. Yeah, as soon as you sent, posted that link, I think it was actually your wife who posted the link. And I'm like, oh, it's available. And I, I got the, um, I was gonna, I figured I didn't want to wait till the hard copy came. So I went ahead and just, I bought both, but I, I wanted okay. to read it. So I, I got to read it Thank yesterday. You, it was, um, yeah. And it was funny it. because at the end of it, what I hated about it was that I'm sitting there going like this at the end of my, this is such a good book, stupid. <laughs> I just hate you so much. <laughs> Yes. But you know, it's funny, not, not, not to interrupt you, uh, but Kurt, the, the feeling when I was reading the words and I'm looking at the image, I, I'll be honest with you. The first thing I did was I wanted to read it again. I'd read it once, maybe a year ago. Um, and I wanted to read it again. So the words just kind of hit me. And then I went through again, just kind of thumb through looking at all of the illustrations and it was almost as powerful. It was actually, actually, it was as powerful as the words. There's the one image that you did of the United States ripped in half, being sewn yeah, back together. That was my and favorite holy one. Holy well. moly, that one just right, just ripped my yeah. heart apart. That was such a beautiful image. Well, yeah, I, that, that I told Kramer um, <clears throat> that was actually kind of one of the harder illustrations for me, but also um, I I actually like that one the most too, because when I did it. Um, a lot of the illustrations I, I hand draw and then I kind of go in a program and then kind of color it in and stuff. That one, I don't, I don't know the program as well. So I had to kind of like do it in bits and pieces. So I had to do, I freehand drew the US in that one. Um, and then I went in and had to draw the, the sewing needle and everything by itself. And then I had to go in and do the actual sewing kit and did all that. So I had to do it in three different pictures and then kind of size them right and color them right and then put them all together. So it's actually three, that was the only one that was more than one illustration that I like put together. Wow, that's, and it's, it was my, it was my favorite too. I think, Rob, didn't you say that was your favorite? Yeah, that was, that one, it was hard. Like you saw it and you felt yeah. the, the passion behind it, right? Yeah. And the emotion behind it. Yeah, mine yeah, as well. Like, I could show you the the messages back and forth between it. Like we we're going through, and oh, I love this one. I love. The, oh my god, I love this one. And yeah. that was it. <laughs> so when you guys were uh, collab, actually before, I want to go back to 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 back to beginning. Um, I know you told me the story of it way back when you showed me the poem. The thing that I keep having a hard time wrapping my head around is 
how you could capture the that feeling right because it's a very emotional poem um but you wrote it four years five years later five years after the fact and it still carried so much weight so much emotion had you been carrying that around for the entire time was it words that were kind no. of bouncing around in your head the whole time or how, how was that well, so so obviously um 9-11 happened in 2001 and it was actually in uh the 2016 election and it was the 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 night that he who shall not be named won and um <laughs> but regardless of whichever side you side with I, I was it was it was ugly everything was just really ugly and i was tired of it and um i was kind of broke down and i just remember walking into my front room on my phone at the time whatever old phone i had at, at the time and i literally texted out on my phone i had three fingers of jameson sitting next to me and it literally poured out over the next hour um so the reason why i thought of it that night was because i was trying to think of a time we were we were united and when we all kind of celebrated being together and it, things just didn't matter um not everything was politicized not everything was a fight you know and it harkened me back to 2001 the day after 9 11 and you know it, it was it was hard for me to wrap my head around why it would take something like that for us to act, behave like that that's that that's that's how everyone's born you know you're, you're not default. born yeah you're you learn all these biases and and hatred and things like that so it, it just kind of it just kind of came out and when i was done it was just it, it was what it was and and there i sat terrified to put it out to the world for five more years <laughs> i'm glad you did i am uh i kind of i kind of wonder and i really would be interested in hearing what you guys think though that with the last year plus what year and a half now that we've been dealing with this pandemic and the amount of isolation that people have had uh, i feel like this book is actually kind of timely i know that 9 11 and the pandemic are not necessarily the same thing but i think that they both have the potential well 9 11 definitely and i and i think we're seeing it with the pandemic it has the potential to bring out the worst and the best in, in all of us yeah um and i think that there's something about this book at this particular time that is um, relevant in that we're seeing a lot of people who are forgetting that we should be a we first, you know, yeah. doing the little things to, to look out for each other like we did right after 9-11. Um, so I love, I love the timing of this book and I kind of want to shove it in everyone's hands. And like, remember, <laughs> this, this is who we could be. We've yeah. been this before. Well, we can be this again. And that, that I think it was actually Kurt's wife had a, an awesome suggestion. Uh, in that uh, where it lends a little more broadly um i wanted to originally call it we a reminder of the kid in all of us because in my mind i was thinking you know when you're when you're a kid you don't have any of this hatred or evil poisoning you and um one of the original reasons i, I wanted to team up with fullsty was because of his animation of children's books and kind of a reminder of the kid in you but then when he and her read it they realize that okay it's a it's good to touch on that that with the 
the children's animation to remind you of the kid in you, but the book isn't, a, isn't necessarily about a kid. It's about the kindness in you. And uh, am I correct in saying that it was her idea to switch it to the kindness in all of us? Yeah. Um, every time I kind of do a book, I usually, of course, because she's right here, um, I usually let her kind of read it and skim and see, like, did I miss anything? Were there any edits I missed? Like, did I make any dumb mistakes? Um, and she was reading it and she said, no, I think you got everything. It sounds really good. It looked really good. But then she looked at the cover and she said, like a reminder of the kid in us. And she goes, like, why, why'd you do that? And I said how, well, Kramer wants us, like, he wants it to be a kid's book because it's a reminder of the kid in you where like, you're a little more innocent. You don't really know. Like, you can say you hate a kid for stealing your apple juice or something, but you don't really hate them. Like, there's none of that. And she said, well, like when you get older, like you don't lose a kid in you, but she said, you kind of lose more of like the kindness. So she's like, I think it should be the kindness in all of us because she said, like, we don't lose that. You can do it, but like anyone can become kind again. It's just, you got to, you got to do a little work to get rid of all that hate and stuff. Your wife is wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that it's in a, Rawls going to be finding this out because he just got married. Um, but when you, when you marry the right woman, you. you marry the smart woman who is smarter than you and, and you wonder how you <clears throat> got her in the first place. She's going to take everything that you do and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. but that's she definitely that's really cool. I, I love that she's definitely pushed me she's gotten me to a place i don't think i would be if we didn't get married and she wasn't here so wow that's that awesome helps. that is very cool that's awesome so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell can i tell them the story about your wedding role sure please we're gonna get a little off track just for a second because we're talking about please awesome do. wives <laughs> so i went to, i went to Rawls' wedding which i will forever be angry for the fact that he decided to have an outside wedding in july in phoenix arizona Oh. But, <laughs> but <laughs> the most touching thing that I've seen in a long time, and it was a small little thing, right? So it's hot. So there's definitely sweat. And he's got his big old Coke bottle glasses on that you see there that he's wearing. And they start to do this, right? They start to slide right <laughs> off because of the sweat. Just as he's doing his vows and putting the ring on her finger. So he has no hands free. And she just leans over and she just pushes, slides him right off his face. <laughs> And I'm in the back and all I see is she does that and she just mouths to him or maybe she said it out loud. She said, I got you. And I wow. was just like melted. Aww. I'm like, I was like, mm, all right. We're all married, <laughs> married. He married himself a good woman, right? You there. you chose you chose a good one. Yeah, she's it's, the best, man. She's the it's best. It's that little stuff that matters. Yeah, yeah, it is. It so is. So do you think we can get that back? Do you think that maybe we haven't gone past the point of being able to bring back that kindness and that I do. It's everything. Everything in life has ebbs and flows, and there's always an action, an overreaction, and then things normally come back to the middle. And I'm, I'm as it says on the, it's a reminder. So it's not like learning something new that you've never done before, and it shouldn't be scary for anyone because when you learn new things, it's terrifying. Like putting out a book for the first time. I'm terrified <laughs> right now. Um, but this is just a reminder, you know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe you haven't ridden a bike for 25 years, but, or I picked up skateboarding again when I was 35, hadn't done it since I was a teenager. That wasn't as scary, still terrible at it, but, it, <laughs> you know, this is just a, a reminder of a, of a, of a known behavior. So 
Right. Hopefully. I think I, I think more of kind of going with that too. It's that like especially with the pandemic how you brought up before. I think the pandemic kind of made everyone stay inside and kind of cut everyone away from everyone else to where they felt alone. And I feel like when people feel more alone, they get more angry and more hateful. And so I feel like we just kind of got to break that down of kind of getting everyone connected with everyone again and kind of feeling more of that we and teamwork. Cause I feel like the more people connect and learn about each other and kind of get more of that personal relationship going with more people, there won't be as much hate cause you won't have that much of a reason to hate them. Yeah. I think, I think to Kurt's point, you know, people being disconnected from everyone this past year or so, they, they're more focused on themselves and now that's all they think about. Right. So yeah, when it says a great point, what about the, what about everyone? Yeah. You're like, no, what about me? Yeah. Yep. So, I and I think that there, there's probably, there's <clears throat> kind of feeding off of what you just said, Roll. I think that the, it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. You're by yourself. Yeah. So you're only thinking about yourself. And so you start to feel like nobody else is thinking about you, which makes it even yeah. you know, more of a vicious cycle, which is why I really do think this book is perfect for right now. I, 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 I had to tell you, when you let me read your poem back in your house, uh, I keep wanting to call you Joshua because that's just in my head. That's but fine. It's not going to um, <laughs> I I remember thinking to myself um, that I was amazed at the, the the way you were able to find, and I, I love this, and I'm I, I'm I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I'm always surprised when people can find the beauty in something that is absolutely horrific. Uh, for me, it's always finding the funny in a dark place. If I can laugh at something, then it, it yeah. loses its power. But you were able to find the beauty in it, you know, and that is no small thing. That's why I said what I said. That's why I told you that I thought this was good uh, because you, are, you made a good thing uh, out of something that was horrible, that was absolutely horrible. And so, you know, as, as your friend and as a fan now, uh, thank you for that because you gave us something, you know. Um, my boy, that, that means a lot. Um, I apologize if my voice cracks. <laughs> thank you. Um, my my mom and my grandmother kind of always saw the world through rose-colored glasses. Um, my mom is still that way to this day, and um, not naive, but just always looking for the the goodness in in everything, in every situation. And I remember her. Um, sharing with me and it's now a famous internet meme but long before it was a meme was um uh mr rogers uh, said look for the helpers and i'm, I'm kind of always on the lookout for that <laughs> but you are one of the helpers i mean i i, I didn't i don't want to tell your secrets but you're a fireman you're working right now you're at a fire station i am so I, you, I, I definitely i didn't know the, the video wouldn't be included so i 86 the, the uniform so <laughs> <laughs> All of our lady fans are going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sad. Just for those listening, I do have a shirt and a hat on. <laughs> Just not my uniform. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you're, not, you're not shooting a calendar shoot right now? Right. <laughs> Recumbent pose. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to let you guys have the last word. Um, first, I'm going to start with Raul. You got anything you want to add or you want to ask these guys? Yeah, so first of all, wonderful meeting you. And as, as a new fan, um, I'm excited to share your book. Um, I can't wait till I get my hard copy so I can share it with people. Um, Thank you very much. 
I was excited once I read it. And then, and then um, I just wanted to make sure that you know that your art is beautiful and you know, beautiful art like that needs to be shared. And I appreciate you, you sharing that with the world. So, and Kurt, your, your art is beautiful as well. Thank you for putting his words into pictures. Yeah, I, it was it was weird because I've never done it, but it was it was fun to do. We we appreciate really you, did. and the world has has gained something from from your art. So thank you. Thanks. You really brought it to life. It, like I said, it, it it was words and they had emotion behind them, but he really did a fantastic job. I cannot thank him enough. It means the world to me. Um, so I, I really appreciate him bringing bringing the whole thing to life. And thanks for letting me be a part of it too. Like, like I said, I mean, it was a lot of new things and like the story, the more I read it, the more I got into the illustration. So definitely thanks for letting me do it. It, it was great. He would, he would text me and he's like, um, I'll, I'll probably have uh, maybe half the book done by next week. And then I would get a text 12 hours later. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm on to the next one. And he was like, I just got sucked in. <laughs> I kept like, I kept trying to put like, all right, I want one or two done by tonight. And I'd give myself like a few hours, like, all right, I'm going to get one or two done. And then I'd sit down and all of a sudden I'd start like going through it and start reading and start going. And then I was like, oh crap, I have eight done now. <laughs> okay. So for, for somebody who's always done their own books, uh, did you find, I know you said it was daunting at the beginning because you'd never worked with somebody else, but when you got into it, did it just become, because it sounds like it, you were, once you started going, you was just like nonstop. Was it easier for you to do with, with somebody else's words? Because you didn't have to concentrate on coming up with the words as well as the images? It, I, I almost feel like I got into more of a rhythm as if it were my own book. Because um, I think like usually, because usually when I do my own book, I write the whole story and then I go back and illustrate the whole story. Um, and so like, even while I'm writing, I kind of have a picture in my head of what I want. Um, and that was kind of where I was a little nervous in the beginning because I didn't have pictures in my head of what I wanted to do for each page. So it was kind of like, I had to read it a few times and kind of like, I think this is what he wants from this. I think this is the way it should go. Like, this is the way it's going in my head. So I kind of just went with it. But then I think the more I read it and kind of like got the feeling that I felt from the book, and then kind of getting Kramer's reactions from it. I felt like we both kind of wanted the same, the same end goal from it. So I kind of just got in a rhythm of like how I would do it for my own books and just kind of went with it. Okay. It was like the, the whole time we just kind of found out more and more, like I said, we had never, we'd still have never technically met each other face to face. Right. And, um, you know, in, in messaging back and forth and talking on the phone a few times, we, we found, not just in the book, but we were more and more like-minded. Um, one of the things him and I decided early on that is that we wanted to give most of the proceeds to charity. So, and you're giving you know, it to was, Punk Rock Saves Lives, and there was another one too. Yep the uh, the Chip Terry Fund. Um, it's a uh, uh, fire. He's a fallen firefighter who uh, unfortunately committed suicide uh, after bouts with PTSD. Um, and what they do is they try to help not only first responders, but um, the first responders' families as well to defer costs for treatment for PTSD, uh, suicide pre prevention, mental health costs and everything. So that's heartbreaking, but that is kind of amazing work that they're doing. And that's so. another where place I think we can cut in is mental health because 
like I deal with mental health too. And like, I know it's, it's a little tougher because it is, you're so alone inside your head, but I've even found that the more you find like people that are in the same situation, dealing with depression and things like that, even though you feel alone, you almost feel less alone realizing there's someone right next to you that's dealing with the same thing. Yeah. 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 That's a big part of recovery. I think of any kind. Um, okay, well, we're going to make sure that when we post this, we're going to have links for both of them, uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives. And what was the other one again? It's the Chip Terry Fund. The Chip Terry Fund. We're going to have links for both of those. And then if you guys have anything you want us to add, we'll add it. Um, but I think this has been really fun. And you guys are, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we did this. And I hope everybody goes out and buys your book. Uh, I'm already thinking I've got a whole gaggle of nieces and nephews that I'm going to put this book in their hands. Um, because I just, I think it's, it's something that's necessary. And honestly, I have a lot of friends who, uh, one of the first things that my dad, right after it happened, I was working in a high rise in Akron, Ohio, of all places. And my dad called me before I even got in the parking lot. And he was like, cause they sent us home and he's like, you're not reenlisting. Right. And I had to promise him right then and there not to reenlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a whole other story. But I, I know a lot of people who felt compelled. They had to do something whether they joined the military or they, they took on another charitable cause or whatever, everybody had to do something. And it is absolutely, I think illustrates your point of the whole book that we became a we. Um, and I really wish we could have held on to that. And I really hope we can get back to that. I may be an eternal optimist, but I, I really do. I, I do think it'll come back around. I hope, I hope it doesn't yeah. take a tragedy for it too. Exactly. I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Right. Like, we're already dealing with enough now. Yeah. Uh, people see this tragedy for what it is and, and kind of build on that and come together. Yeah. That's my hope. All right. Any last words, gentlemen? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> this, for this having was, me on and all this. This was fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. Raul, any last words? Um, so I'm probably going to buy 10 more books just because that's, that's right. I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to buy yeah. 10 of them and I'm just going to hand them out to people. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. So really appreciate that. Same. Really appreciate right. that. That's uh that's what we're going to, I'm, I'm planning on getting a dozen or so copies and in, in our neighborhood, we have a uh, free libraries, like the little mailbox type things. I'm just going to, Oh, that's a great there. idea. Yeah. We've got that's those amazing idea. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great idea. Well, all right then guys, thank you for making the world a better place and thank you for uh, giving us your time. Thanks for both being no you. Problem. Thanks for you guys. Gentlemen, we will talk to you another time. Sounds good. Take it. All right, brother. I love you. Love you too. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace.